It's been 399 days since Brianna Taylor was murdered, and her killers are still free. This is Surviving America. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Surviving America. I'm your host, Kristen Bolton, and as always, I'm delighted to have you joining me today. Y'all, I am super, super excited about this series because I'm learning a lot. I'm hoping that you all are learning a lot. And I just, oh, it's so juicy, so good. But before we head over to our interview, I want to remind you that if you're not, go over to Instagram and follow Survive in America podcast. That is where you can get updates and videos and clips of things that we will be doing and all the fun, juicy stuff. I also want you all to head over to our brand new YouTube page. (laughs) It's called Survive in America. You can find it on YouTube and click subscribe because then you will get updates when I release the video interviews that I'm doing. Hey now, hey now, hey, hey. (laughs) So make sure you do that. And lastly, or last but not least, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Love it when you do that. Keep the reviews going. Keep Surviving America out there and pumping up in the universe for all the people to see. Now, as I mentioned, got a great interview today or two great interviews. I interviewed two women in their 50s who are both single um, and just, you know, variety and different experiences and life and just more, more to the conversation. So, Let's hop on over to our interview and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, y'all. I'm really excited. I'm joined today by a special guest. Her name is India Harris. I'm going to let India introduce herself. She can tell you whatever she wants to identify herself and take it away, India. Well, hello, everyone. My name is India Harris. I am formerly from Newark. Well, I am from Newark, New Jersey, but I am currently living in the A. Um, I am a business owner, um, notary, mobile notary services, and um, just doing a few other things, just trying to make it happen for myself down here. I'm over working for someone else. So, you know, my social media, I'm on Instagram. Um, It is INH Enterprises underscore mobile signings. Um, If you want to um, reach me on my website, it's inhenterprisesnotary.com. And I do mobile, like notary signings, typical things. I do field service inspections. I'm working on doing, adding um, immigration paperwork uh, to my services um, and actually helping um, people create their LLCs and sole proprietorships and such as that. So check out my site. Um, not that anybody in New Jersey, I can't assist you with anything, but... <laughs> Feel free to hit me up anytime. And I'm also on Facebook as well as INH Mobile um, Signings as well. So this is part three of an ongoing conversation that we're having this season about Black love, y'all. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Um, if you haven't, you can always catch up, but stay listening right now. Um, we're going to continue the conversation talking to another group of single women. Today, I'm talking with India. I'll have a couple of other folks come on throughout this episode, so stay tuned. Um, but I just want to get right to it and start with the same question I started with the ladies last week, which is, is, it any, is there any truth to the adage, 
um, a good man is hard to find? My answer would be yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes. Um, for mm, I, the way I view it, catch 22 um, in the era, like I just turned five zero a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> and um, one of my girlfriends who is also single, um, I told her, I feel like the issue that she and I are having, growing up with your dad creates a new standard. It creates a standard in you that women that did not grow up with their dads, you know, didn't have. So the my dad was a provider and that's what I grew up seeing. And that's what my expectations of a man is. Um, of course, in society now, you can't, you know, really afford for, you know, want the, the husband to go to work or the man to go to work and the woman sits home. So I'm not talking about that. It's just the fact of you're looking for that man to be the provider, the leader in the relationship, biblically speaking. Um, I've gotten like kickback from guys like, oh, you're saying biblically speaking, but biblically speaking, you know, you're supposed to be doing this as a woman and blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, but if the man is doing what he's doing, then naturally the woman's going to do what she's supposed to do. So I find that men nowadays, they fall short in that. And I'm like, should I change my perspective? You know, should I change my idea of what I'm looking for in a, in a mate? Because unfortunately, moms are not raising their, their young men to be that anymore. So it's just like maybe that era has died out and, you know, maybe need to tweak it a little bit, but not too much. Right. <laughs> but you are, so you already said your age, you're a delicious five oh go yes yes, yes girl yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but so men who are in that age bracket i don't know what your dating range is but if they are similarly aged you know 50 mm -hmm. to whatever mm -hmm. um are they also not thinking that way because you're coming from the same generation right grown up in the same era with the same images and such and so what do you think the disconnect there is I believe the disconnect, okay, so I, I can only speak specifically about the Atlanta area, honey. It's probably about eight women to one man here. So they take advantage of it. Um, you have men that are lazy. I dated a guy who was raised by a single mom, only child slash only boy. Um, and he's a mama's boy. And he looks for that same type of relationship with a female like that she's supposed to make sure he's good and lift him up and push him and do this and do that and yeah like equally yoke you should be doing that for, for each other but it should not exceed like me giving you or pouring in you should not be more than what you're pouring in me so the guys that I've dated I find that they are just not like I say they're just not stepping up to the plate to do those things and and they really don't have to put that effort into you because they have another woman over here and over there and over there that will do what you want. Mm -hmm. Taking care of you, giving them money. So girl, I was just like, I pray that I don't die alone, but if I have to, then I will. <laughs> because I'm just, that standard, I'm just not going to um, release, no. <laughs> right. That is, I mean, Atlanta, you know, I, I've heard about the ratios in Atlanta. So yes. I understand, like, it is just, you know, black women everywhere. I don't know if it's true. I, 
anyone who is of another race, I don't know. I, I only know about my people my in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard of that before. And so to hear from you, your firsthand experience, like, you know, from your perspective or your experience, men do take advantage of like being, being like a hot commodity. Yes. Yes, they do. Which I don't... <laughs> Definitely in Atlanta, but I also feel like I mentioned this the last couple of episodes. Like I've witnessed this growing up, like in in Newark, New Jersey, and mm-hmm. the church that I went to, that you went to. I was like, I witnessed like you know a lot of women, one man. Like it might right. you know the ratios, and so those men might take. I've, I've witnessed it in you know mm-hmm. family members and such. Like it might be you know one mm-hmm. guy, and everybody likes right. this one guy, and it's like what? It's yeah. Like, so it's it's interesting that I, I will I will ask the men. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, yeah, that's what is, a good question. Because <laughs> that seems to be a common thread. Yeah, um, that women are experiencing, which is yeah, it's unfortunate, and it's you know it's because of the prison. You know, a lot of them are in prison, and then here in Atlanta area, it's a lot of men that are gay. There, yeah. a lot of them are gay. Um, you have men that actually look like, okay, they call them homo thugs. If I don't know if you ever heard the term, but you would see them, they got the Tims and the boots and the saggy pants and blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, oh my God. Or they're just like drop dig, like fine. And then it's just like, oh, oh okay. Like yeah. it's, so I've, I personally haven't had that experience, but I've heard of a lot of stories that they are and it's just like why are you in the female dating pool if you really want a man just get what you want be true to who you are so it's not just that they look more masculine or fit the description of like a traditional man they are actually dating so maybe they're are they bisexual are they yes they are bisexual, bisexual but won't reveal that information oh well, that's, yeah. that's- <laughs> I think you know what it is they're not being true to themselves and and really understanding that that is the definition of bisexual you like both men and women but Mm -hmm. a lot of them won't reveal that they'll just be oh girl yeah I'm into you da 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 and then wherever sometime at some point in time this woman finds out that he's really you know getting it as well as giving it (laughs) (laughs) yeah Well, I will say, you know, there's definitely still a stigma in the black community, especially yes. um, around homosexuality. And so, yeah. you know, people out there listening, let people be who they are. So exactly. They can I agree. Just be true to who you are. Yeah. Like we are all here on this earth together trying to make it. God made all of us, you know, exactly. will be who they are so that, mm-hmm. you know, there's not this, this conflict that's coming up. Um, right. So let me ask you, I have my, again, folks have my questions on the phone. Sure. Um, what do you want in a partner? You've revealed some of it before. You are looking for a little bit of that traditional model, but what other details can you tell me? Gotta be fine. Mm. But um, <laughs> it don't have to be fine because looks, you know, looks fade as time um, passes by. But in ch- I am a sapiosexual. If people don't know what that term is, I am turned on by an intelligent man. Your brain has to be like superior. Like you're in, you know, we can have intellectual conversations about any topic, um, books, you know, literature, um, religion, politics, sex, um, poetry, just all of that. I that that turns me more on than anything. Like just somebody that's intelligent. Um, uh, I can't really say 
I used to say, okay, I like this specific looking type of guy. And my daughters are like, mom, see, you're limiting yourself. You know, you may find somebody that, that may rock your world and be all of that. And he might not be what you're used to. So I don't have a skin color preference. Although, yeah, in the past, brown skin, <laughs> you know, the brown brothers, that's, you know. Um, <laughs> but that that's not what's most important. Um, definitely uh, can take care of themselves. You know, they're providers, um, they're nurturers. Um, and basically, definitely kingdom man, you know, we need to be praying for me and being able to cover me and vice versa. Um, and I think, yeah, definitely take, you know, self-sufficient can take it itself, can cook and clean just like I can. Um, and you know, I'm not, you know, you have someone that's like, oh my God, like they got to make like six figures. No, because coming together and building, that's, that's the most, if you are a person that is involved or interested in building, that's what I love. Because if we're coming together, we're going to build together. I'm mm. a business head. I prefer someone as the business head as well um, so that we can build together and grow. And that's pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I, love, I love some of the things you said on there. Definitely also will co-sign. I, am, I love to be intellectually stimulated. Uh, yeah. And I, I mean, this is, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but just on that point alone, mm-hmm. it's, I hate to feed into some of the things like, oh, women mature faster than men and such and such. I'm like, are, do we, or do, are we just giving into that logic and allowing other people to, you know, just fall off because we're giving into it. So um, all that to say, I definitely want to be intellectually stimulated. Exactly. And that seems to be, I have that challenge personally. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a lot of women. And I do agree that we mature more uh, faster than men. Um, and, but it, it's like, but work on it, you know what I mean? Work on it. Like ultimately none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. And we all have shortcomings and coming together, um, as a unit, you're going to like some things. It's I'll, I'll simply say this. It's easy to love someone hard to like them. Cause you can love somebody all day. That agape love is what we is instilled in all of us. But liking somebody, that's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> and that's the challenge. That's the issue with coming together as one and said, okay, I like, like, okay, like I actually like you. And you know, we can work on this and we could work because you're you know coming together, you're not gonna like everything about anyone, like no one on this earth. You're not gonna like everything about them, but you have to, you know, give and take. And that's what relationships are. Yeah. Definitely. Give and take. Absolutely. Working together. Yes. <laughs> Building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something else that you mentioned, and this mm-hmm. came up last week as well. Okay. Um, interracial dating. So you said <laughs> you don't have a problem or you, you're, you're, you're open to anybody. No, Can you talk more? you're not open to anybody. Not open. Not to really out. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you speak more to that? Because, and I will say uh-huh. that Black women are, in my opinion, folks, my opinion, I don't have any research on this. Right. <laughs> my opinion is that Black women are very much tied to Black men in I a agree. way that Black men may not be tied to Black women. Mm-hmm. And I think there is, um, there is some research out there that says like Black men um, who married, I think it was the last, from the last census mm-hmm. or study or some research pulled out that said, 
of black men who got married married black women, which was a shock to me. Yeah, that is shocking. <laughs> and that was but that was the last census. So that was 10 years ago. So we're waiting okay. for the new census to see what will happen. Okay. Okay. Last year, y'all, and you know, we was in a pandemic, so wait for the results to come right. out. Okay. But, okay. You know, I'm I don't I don't see that. I personally don't see that. So mm. you are someone who is specifically interested in a black man. Correct. That is correct. Um, I was, my reasoning is something that was instilled in me by my parents as a little girl, probably five, four or five. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually, you know, born in the early 70s. So it was a couple of years after Martin Luther King was killed. So everybody was pro-Black. Um, my parents specifically sat myself and my brothers down at the table and had the conversation, like, do not date out your race or marry. My mom specifically said, if they can't use your comb, don't bring them home. And you're talking about, I'm 50 now. So you're talking about, that was like 44, 45 years ago. Yes. So it stuck in me. And unfortunately, I, I'm still there. <laughs> I'm still there. I don't even know what someone from another race would even have to come to me to for me to even consider because I don't consider dating out my race at all. Yeah. yeah. Is there any so you've only ever dated black men and you're not interested in changing it up now? Do you mm-hmm. ever think that you will in the future or are you just like go hard for the black man just all your life? I, I'm I'm trying to, like I said, this other half of my life, I'm trying to change up some perspectives, you know, and uh, thought processes because clearly hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> clearly hasn't worked all these years. So maybe I need to do a little more soul searching and, and open up, you know, my heart and my mind and, you know, and my thought processes about dating out of my race. Who knows? May find the love of my life and um, you know live happily ever after. You never know. You just yeah. never know. Love this is, is love. difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> I feel you on that. I started off um, being open, and then a couple years ago, I was like, "Nope, just want a black man." And my therapist yeah. is now challenging me to open yeah. up a little bit, and I'm like, uh-huh. "It's hard. It really is hard." It is. Especially we're in such a saturated time exactly. where the images, I, the things I'm just like, some days I really just need to talk about the other in a way that only one of us will understand. understand. Exactly. And it's just, I, I promise you the thought is, okay, dating out of my race, whether they're white or, or whatever, just, you know, getting, we're getting into a heated argument there, you know, the N word comes out. It's like, oh my, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like, uh, that's my fear. Um, mm-hmm. Or their family, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. saying that word or just like who, it's almost like who wants to have that pressure, you know, because although it's very accepting now, like I, I, I was saying, there are a lot of mixed couples here. You know, my cousin is actually dating um outside of his race you know and she's nice girl cool and such and I think initially and I'm not even gonna say that word because your viewers could be a mixed audience and I wouldn't want anybody to be offended but um I would make you know the little terms you know and he would he would chuckle but not you know like ha, you know really laugh so I'm like okay maybe maybe this is offensive because he is dating outside his race so I was like let me just stop and not just call her by her name 
always call each other by their names. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I'm like, India, stop that. That is not funny. That's an internal joke. So don't, you know. So yeah. I, you know, like I said, I just call her by her name. She's cool. And if he likes, as my grandma said, if you like it, I love it. So, yeah. So, um, you know, I, again, I don't, I don't fault anyone. I don't look at anyone any differently if they date outside the race. That's their preference. But I'm working on mine. <laughs> Thank you. I'm working on that too. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Um I, I we talked about this, but what do you think is your biggest <laughs> challenge in dating? We've talked about a couple of things, but what's the biggest, really biggest one? I know it's the standards. It's the standards of the expectation that these men are supposed to be like my dad. That's my biggest problem. I already know. And uh Again, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to tweak it um, because there aren't too many men out here like that. Like that era of men has gone, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they, you, like I said, moms. I can't even say just moms, but if, if they didn't, if they grew up without dad, that was that man. Then how can it be taught? And if yeah, mom yeah. is not saying, hey, I don't care if you don't have a dad, you know, this is how you're supposed to treat a woman. This is how you know you should be. You should honor your woman and better they're not doing that, then yeah, that, that's why I'm having such a hard time. But I, I promise you, I'll tweak it like minutely, <laughs> but not, not not just saying, oh, forget it. I just want a man that's just, you know, making $10 an hour, you know, and he's just laying on the couch most of the day. Like, no, that's just not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what you said, you know, building. It's not about making six figures, but about really trying to create something. Yeah, it's coming together. Yeah, because, you know, somebody starts, you could you could start, the t- I think that's also the thing. And even with me, because I've been told that I'm like intimidating and such. And I'm like, listen, I am not looking at, like, if you are someone who is making 10, that's not, that's not a thing that I'm looking at, like right. $10. Like that right. is not a value for me. Right. What are your passions and what is your ambition? Where do you want right. to go in life? Because I'm right. not near where I want to be in life yet. Yes. So I'm like, I have plans and dreams and I'm trying to reach them too. So yeah. yeah. And I, look, I, honestly, Kristen, it doesn't change because I look, I'm 50. Okay. And I'm still having these same challenges. I'm still trying to get where I want to be. I'm still not where I want to be. Um, and I think it's important for people to identify where they are in life. And if someone comes to you, basically what I'm saying is, I want somebody that's on the same path that I'm on. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think if let's just say I can't I can't see myself saying, oh, I want a man that's making six figures and he's executive at, you know, at this and blah, blah, blah. I can't say I want that because that's not where I am. I'm just starting to build a business myself. So I just think it's unfair. Um, and and a lot of men and I, you know, if you're your men participants, male participants, if they're going to listen to this, like, yeah, there are a lot of women. I bet. Oh, yeah. Well, I went, you know, this fixed six figure man. And th- but you're like working. I'm just saying we're in Atlanta. Strip clubs are hot. Can't be a stripper saying, hey, I want this guy to six figures, you know, so maybe hey, I mean, there, you know, there are differences, you know, and if if he's attracted, if a man is up here at that level, and he's attracted to, you know, a strong woman that's intelligent, intellectual, and can hold her own, then so be it. So I'm not saying, oh, no, I'm intimidated by somebody that's there, but that's not my goal because I am a self-made person. You know, I'm working on doing things that I, you know, that I love to do and being strong in who I am. So 
if he can appreciate that and he's up there, then so be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is about the something that I've been challenged with in the last year, especially is that mm -hmm. treating people individually. So it's yeah. about, you know, if he sees if he is, you know, a baller, he's like, yeah, I want to be with you. I don't care about right. That's like it's the individual. right. It's great. Yeah, so yeah, vice versa, if she is a baller and she wants to be with you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so how would you or let me let me not ask that question. Let me ask you this. Uh -huh. What do you think black men want? Hmm, let me think. And I will let the audience know, this is what I'm asking her, what she thinks. So don't right. get all up in a fizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking what she thinks, y'all. Yes. Um, I think um, that black men, they want that woman that is loyal to them and only them, but they have eyes and passions for other things. Um, I've experienced, well, I've heard um, just a couple of guys that I know that we're friends that, you know, they believe, okay, they're like historically or biblically speaking, you know, men were able to have more than one woman. So a lot of them believe that. I know two of my male friends who said they're never getting married. Okay. They'll date forever, but they don't want to get married because they feel like it's a financial thing. Um, and it shouldn't, and it takes away from the romance and the love. Um, so that, but yet they still can have other women though. Do they want to have like partner? They want to, yeah, they want to have life partners, but no wife. So it's just more of a leak. Cause if you're with a partner, then you are sharing resources and finances. Like if y'all live in the same house and y'all yeah. still that's why I said, what's a legal the thing or more of a, and not a mental, um, uh, what do you call it? Are, are thinking what we think about marriage probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's where their thought process is. They're like, why? Get, oh, it's, a, it's financial. Like, why do we have to pay money to get a license to marry? You know, and they would start talking about, oh, with slavery, nobody paid to get married. They just jumped the broom and blah, blah, blah. But I'm saying to myself, like, well, this is why you guys aren't married because you're speaking as such like society speaks of, you know, marriage, the Bible speaks of marriage, you know, but what they, I feel like they misconstrue is if you are going to live this life of having multiple women or multiple wives, it speaks of you being able to take care of them equally, not, oh, this is my main chick and this is the side chick over here. Mm -hmm. So she gets, you know, she gets the day before the holiday and the day after the holiday or whatever it is. You're supposed to be able to take care of them equally and that's your time your money you know your body you know everybody is supposed to be equal and that's where they get it wrong and so no no nobody's gonna have that <laughs> so that's how i feel like they want it all but they don't want to give all if that makes sense right no that's a very um i'm just thinking about like I I would be curious to ask those men specifically who are like yes. I don't want marriage but I want a life partner. Then what about the marriage? Is it just can't be money? The institution <laughs> of marriage. They're they they just thinking of financial, which to me doesn't make sense because they're like, well, why get married? Um, if you get divorced, they get half, or you know, when you die, such as I'm like, okay, so when you're you're preparing for your future. Um, and let's say, you know, you have children or whatever the case, you're going to create a will. So you can't, you can't, all right, 
the only way to leave something to somebody is to make them your beneficiary or put them in the will. So my mm-hmm. thing is, if that's your life partner, you're still going to do it. So what's the difference? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense to me. But I just said, okay, then this is why you and I won't be together. <laughs> so that's why we're platonic <laughs> friends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, I've never heard of it, uh, that perspective. Uh, I don't think. And two guys, two friends that I know, they, that's where they are with that situation. They, they said they would never marry, but want life partners. Well, I hope that, and this is another thing, like, I hope that they are honest with the women that they are coming into contact with, because Mm -hmm. a lot of women, from my understanding, do want to get married. Of course. Not all of not all of us, but a lot of us do. And so, you know, it's very, I hope they're honest. I hope I know. I don't, personally, I don't think they're honest at the beginning. It comes up later on. Yeah. Um, because the one person he shared with me that he was engaged at one point in time, I just think she broke his heart. Personally, I just think their hearts were broken and they're feeling some kind of way because he was with this woman and he basically, you know, because of his actions or who he is personally, doesn't like to be touched and all these things. Weird, totally weird. Because how are you in a relationship? You don't want to be touched except when it's time, that time, that loving time. Like, no, intimacy does not necessarily mean sex. So she's touching your shoulders or just want to caress your hair. And you're like, no, don't touch me. That's why she left him. And I'm like, good, she should have, because I would have too. <laughs> they needed some community, like they needed some more communication. Like, cause I-, I but, he, but he proposed to the woman, that, that is your, your love. And she broke his heart and he's still in that place. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, we've got to make we've got to make room for healing definitely got to make room for healing. definitely and men think that they're just you know they're superman and they could just all right whatever no because you're still you still need healing from that broken relationship everybody does yeah well, no matter what type of relationship it could be friends girlfriends homeboys you know parents kids all, all of the above relationships are relationships yep and because we're all imperfect we are yes. all gonna mess up some stuff exactly so have you have you done any online dating? I have, and that's how I met um two two guys. One of the guys I was speaking of was like trying to kind of controlling, like very intellectual now. That that's my turn on with him. Very intellectual, but the controlling piece, uh, no. Um the other guy, again, because there's so many women here in Atlanta, we're we communicate here and there. I'll talk to him maybe every couple of months and he'll be, how you doing? Keeps repeating the same thing. Oh, when are we going out? When are we going out? Sir, I met you in 2015. We're friends. We're friends. <laughs> I don't mind catching up from time to time. I know I'm really ready because he was saying he wasn't ready to settle down. He was dating. And my thing is this, dating, be upfront. And I, my, I say overall, the issue that men and women have is that men, they, they're dating but they don't, they're not upfront with that. Like, look, sweetie, we may get, you know, get to a place that we could become serious, but we may not. But right now I'm dating. That should be your initial conversation. Speak your truth. What is it that you want? Do you want casual dating? Are you in it to have a sex partner? There, nobody's upfront. And so this is why women, because we're emotional, we feel like, oh my God, he likes me. And we'll just, most women will be like, okay, like I like him. And that's all they, that's all they're gonna do is stay with him. But he's still taking applications, girl. 
to say i was just, i was literally just thinking i was like but are are you so are you you know dating multiple people or are you just thinking i just i like him so i'm gonna keep going with him i really dating anybody right now i needed some time for healing like i lost my dad last year it's just been a lot going on in my life trying to get my business together and and dealing with depression and um you know um anxiety things so i've just been working on me so haven't really Look, I'll have, I'm actually on Facebook dating. So I get these little, oh, so-and-so liked you. And I'm looking at these pictures like, mm, X, no, X, no, no. Um, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I'm numb to it because it's, it's, it's a process. And I think I'm over the online dating. I really do. I want to meet some, I want someone to meet me in my full, like whether I'm at the store with my hair pulled up in a ponytail and some sweats and sneakers on, you know, I want them to see me from the gate so they go, oh, I'm attracted to her. You know, the online yeah. thing. Ugh. But I did have an experience um, a couple of years ago and I was sharing with my daughters. I've never experienced this in my life. So I was banking at this particular bank called Delta Community and they have stairs. Um, so this was like a few years ago. I had my hair was colored. You know, I had a Beyonce moment. Um, so I'm coming outside of the bank and about to grab the rail so I could walk down the stairs. I promise you the wind was blowing just enough. So as I was walking down, my hair was like this. And this guy was standing at the bottom of the staircase with his mouth literally like, just staring at me. I've never experienced that in my life. And it, it was like my heart was beating and stopped at the same time. I can't even explain that feeling. But he literally was just standing with his mouth open. And even when I got to the bottom step, he still was just staring at me. And I was just like, I, and I just chuckled like, hmm, hi, and walked off. And he was still standing there looking at me and never said anything. Oh, and I was just like, I've never felt that. I don't even know what that was. I'm like, Lord, was that my husband? And you know, I, I've never felt anything like that in my life. But it was just funny. I brought that up the other day. I said, this man literally had his mouth open, like, and never said anything. And I just walked and hopped in my car and pulled off. Oh, did it work? Did, okay, I, I want to unpack that because I'm like, if, I, if that were me, I would I wouldn't know what to do because again, like that never happens in real life, or maybe maybe for some of y'all, it doesn't yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I would think, okay, maybe he's gonna come ask me what's my name or something. But did you at any moment say like maybe I should go double back and talk to him? Because I'm an old fashioned girl. Mm -mm. I felt like if you want me, you're the man. You should be hunting, chasing after me. That's the way I feel. I'm not going to go back and be like, hey, how are you? Because I, I did speak. At least I did speak to him. Right. I did say hello. He was just still in a moment. Well, he was although, in the moment. Although I'm pretty sure he regrets it. Oh, he might have just been like frozen. He didn't like know. starstruck. Yeah, starstruck. He didn't know it what really, it, you know, that is a good term for it because he really made me feel like I was Beyonce coming down those stairs, girl. I was just like, oh my God, I was really like <laughs> you know, if in the hair. Husband, you meet him, he'll, the yes. he comes back yeah. around again. Yeah, I know. I believe he is. I, I, the way I felt, I'm like, this is something because I've never felt that with anybody that I, you know, I had three children and was, you know, the result of being with two in two relationships. I never felt any of that with either of them. But this man, I was just like, I'm it really felt like my heart was beating and stopped at the same time. I'm all like, like, oh my God, it's just like something that you'll see in a movie. Yes. That I promise you that's how it felt. 
but he didn't say a word. And I feel like if this is who, you know, is for me, gotta send him back around. Maybe I need to go back to that bank. Yeah. <laughs> bank with them anymore. Every week looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was such a, and it was a beautiful moment. It really was. But I'm like, he messed it up because he didn't say nothing. Were you messing up because you didn't say, well, you, you he know. didn't say hello. I thought he would have said hello and that would have sparked the conversation. <sighs> but. Okay. All right. If it happens again, you got to, if, if the, if the brother is just stuck and can't move, you got to double back. Just, just yeah, this time I will double back. If it happens again, I will double back. <laughs> So let me ask you a final question. Mm -hmm. If there is one thing that you could say to the folks out in the world that you think is a common misconception about Black women, Black women in dating, something you think, let's just clear this up right now. Yeah. What would that be? Not all Black women are angry Black women. Ugh. Why can't we be confident in who we are, um, not accept the things that we do not want? <clears throat> request the things that we do want and be confident in our and who we are that that's that is the biggest i think takeaway that i would have um or word of advice that i would have for the community not all black women are angry some of us are focused on the things that we want um we're just serious about our lives and we're not going to um you know take shorts on anything you either come correct or don't come at all <laughs> and that's it and if you're a mom like I was a single mom um I was definitely a mama bear you know I didn't play I didn't let anybody play or mess with my children um so people the back then people thought I was mean and I probably was mean but um again learning who you are um I'll share this experience really quickly the breaking up with my children was the hardest thing to do um my so you know from being in church all these you always saw me and my girls it was always Indy and the girls always always Indy and the girls so in 2019 um you know China and Imani they wanted to like okay well we were you know we're ready to move out and get our own thing and, and I was preparing for my dad to you know move him here and all kinds of stuff girl I used to cry every day like cry like <laughs> like I miss them and they one thing they said to me they're like mom it's always been you and us it's time for you to learn who India is without us. <laughs> and so I've never known who I was without them. And that was the hardest thing. So I'm still learning me. I'm transitioning, you know, like, okay, I'm this person. I'm, you know, I can do this. I can do that. So people, um, you know, that's just another piece of it with um, misconception with black women. A lot of us, unfortunately, you know, we had children young and had to raise them by ourselves. So yeah, the things were stressful. So it, it, it appeared that we were mean and angry and all those things, but your life experiences make you who you are. And until you can understand that those circumstances created that piece of you. And once you get to another level, you have to learn to let those things go you know, really love yourself and love on yourself and um, create who, who it is, create the perception, not a perception, but create the picture to others, the outside, like this is who I am. You know, you can accept me or reject me, but I'm still me. And that's where I'm at. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, darling, for having me. I am here with a special guest, 
This is my aunt Alicia or aunt Alicia. Um, I'm very excited to have her on continuing our conversation on black love y'all we gonna chat it up so aunt lisha why don't you introduce yourself to the people tell them anything you want okay well as christian said i am alicia i am alicia fulton i am a writer director and producer of the alicia fulton production i am also working with children i nurture children by day and i do act and nurturing family by night. I am originally from Newark, New Jersey, relocated to the state of Georgia. I'm a Jersey girl in a Georgia world. I am so glad to be here. I thank Christian so much for giving me this opportunity and this platform to share on Black love because that's what we need more of is Black mm -hmm. love. So thank you so much, Christian, for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Yeah, we um we had a conversation uh like maybe a month or two ago just talking about stuff and I was like I'm going to have to invite you on my podcast because I feel like I need to share this out with the world. So I'm really excited that you're here joining today. Um and and listen to how she uh talked to herself up y'all. That's how you need to talk about yourself. She's a nurturer. I was like, go ahead, I'm come through with the words. <laughs> so let's jump on in. I'm gonna ask you the same question that I asked um the ladies last week. So is there any truth to the adage, a good man is hard to find? Is there any truth to it? Well, I would have to say on that, not really, but then I'll say that because of circumstances and situation that men put themselves in, make them unaccessible, if that makes sense. Okay. Because, you know, because the thing about it is, and when I say that is, um, we have, you know, of course, men that are incarcerated. So therefore, that's a great, big, big separation and division, which you being able to really um, meet and date on a on a coming together level. So that's why I say that with that. But um, with regards to if is it hard, I wouldn't say it's hard. It's just like being a needle in a haystack. OK, mm. that's the way how I like to think of it. I think of um, us women as a needle in a haystack. And only, only the worthy man is gonna go through that haystack to pull that needle out. And that's just like being the sweet apple on the top of the tree. All on the bottom, you see all these rotten apples. But then as he climbed the tree, he see that nice shiny one, is he willing to go that level? So it's not that they are hard to find, it's just that they are um, I'm trying to use the right word. They are not hard to find because I'm, you know, my belief, you know, and I know other people, you know, um, it's not for the woman to find a man. It's up to her, you know, it's for the man to find her now, but I, I don't want to talk too much before you get into the question, but you know, this here is Go one of my, top, this is one of my top conversations talking about singles and talking about dating and relationship. I will say this here, a woman, it's okay to make yourself notice. And when I say that is, you know, the way you carry yourself, 
you put on a sweet smelling fragrance and you just happen to have an eye for Boaz. So what you do is, all you do is make yourself look presentable. Give him something to look at. Give him something to smell just in case he don't see. Mm. So it's okay to make yourself available in that perspective. And then it's just like if, like, like the lion, the lion is hungry and the lion smells a piece of meat. Mm -hmm. And what does he do? He go on a hunt for it. Okay. But without that hunt and without that smell, there's nothing for him to go after. Mm. So therefore it's okay for us women to make ourselves notice and it's okay to put ourselves in the way, but the aggression and the chase is up to the maid. Ruth just sat down at the bedside of Boaz and look what happened. Mm -hmm. She look, look, she met a rich man. She wasn't looking for him or anything like that, but she knew that she liked him. Yeah. And she said, all I got to do, you know, I'm going to clean up and do what I need to do and everything like that, you know, and everybody, of course, probably thought that Ruth was all up in the man bed and everything, but Ruth <laughs> wasn't in the man bed. Ruth was just making herself notice, cleaning things, preparing things. And he was like, whoa, that's a good woman right there. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mind you, he didn't notice her at first. Boaz did not. He didn't notice her at first. He just kept on looking and he saw this, you know, just knew everything was clean and in place. And all she did one day after cleaning up, she just fell asleep. And when she fell asleep, he gazed in on that. And he was like, hmm, my house clean. Wow, she's a good, she, she's very good to, and easy on the eye. She yeah. wasn't passing that up. Shoot. But Ruth <laughs> was a wise woman. She was a wise woman. She just made yeah. herself noticed. I love that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to hold on to this too. I love, for those of y'all who don't know, you got to read your Bible, read your Bible, read up on Ruth and Boaz, but in the meantime, make yourself noticeable. I love what you like, you know, put some perfume on. He may not see, but he might smell you. And he's like, Oh, what is that? Or like the lime smells the food and then goes in search of it. So yes, I love that. I love that. Man, I'm gonna have to take like a t-shirt for that. <laughs> I'm gonna need me a t-shirt. Um, okay, so that's very good advice. What do you think then is the challenge that women have? You know, you mentioned one already, incarceration rates for black men are um, disproportionately high. But what do you think the challenge is like if a woman is doing all that? What if she is wearing the perfume and she's making herself seem, but she's still not um, still not with her life partner or whatever. I imagine that you wear the perfume, you make yourself <laughs> look, I got to get some more. I haven't had some, had no good smelling one in a long time, but don't think about it. It's very good. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> well, with, with regards to that is I would say you make yourself too busy. Okay. And I'm speaking from experience. So many times your Boaz, your could have been right there, but because you are consumed with your job, your career, your hobbies, your outlets and everything like that, you know, the man looked like she ain't got time for me because you're so busy. 
you're so busy mm-hmm. because men sense that. And you know, men are like little babies. They want all of that attention. They want all of your time and everything like that. And they can sense, oh, she ain't got time for me. And they're going to move on to the one that um, appears to be or seems to be needy, you know, because even um, women and, and, you know, I say for myself, you know, that's so busy and everything like that. We become so independent, like we don't need, you know, we'll see a man right there, but we'll go pull the door instead of just standing right there and wait. Just stand there. You see a brother coming up. I don't care. A man coming up at the door or whatever like that. Just stand there and wait. He might look at you or something like that, but you stand there and wait. Let him know that I need you. I'm wondering how that would work uh, for like, so I'm a millennial. So I'm like, let me, I'm wondering how that might work for a millennial dude who is maybe not used to being that chivalrous. So they don't open doors. I won't say they don't, because I have experienced lots of chivalrous men. I've met them, um, gone on dates that led to nowhere (laughs) with with some chivalrous men and such. So I, I think they are out there, but like a lot of them don't exist. And so I'm wondering how that will work with like a millennial or a Gen Zer with the newer generations who are coming up and not necessarily, they're looking at you like, are you gonna open the, you standing in front of the door? But you I know what, you know, how, you know how that works? Women have to use, we, we are the most, we are so powerful. We are yes. so powerful and we don't realize it. You might have them right there and everything like that. And you know, he's standing there, but you know what, this what the millennial, this what y'all millennials will do, <clears throat> okay. As, as he comes up to the door and everything, and you standing there waiting, y'all going to do one of these numbers. <laughs> like, ain't you going to get that? We have, you have to learn how not to be an apple. You have to be an orange. The apple is hard, but mm. with the orange, it's soft. You have to change your fruit and be that orange. Because what happens is when he come over there and he's all like that, all you got to do instead of that, that millennial look, you just mm-hmm. be like, could you get the <laughs> You know, and they love it. You know what you just did? You just told him, I need you. Men loves to be needed. They love to be, you know, they love for you to build them up. It makes them, you know, and you be like, Thank you so much. I mean, and your thank you is like, oh my God, you did this greatest thing. And guess what? He's going to have a big smile on his face. And guess what? You won't ask, have to ask him again. So hmm. I encourage you, try it. Viewers, try it. Okay. Try it. I'm, I'm an orange and I am single and I'm 57 single, 57 single. And do I have the desire to be married? Yes. Am I going to get married? Yes. Is it too late? No. No. So, you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I encourage all of the older viewers out there, just stand your ground. Stop being so busy because we're going to get married and we're going to have a boot too. <laughs> boot up. Boot up. Let's go. Yes. It's cupping season, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you personally desire in a partner? 
<clears throat> well, what I desire in a partner, I desire companionship. I desire friendship. I desire a protector because the thing about it is if you come, if my, with me, you have to come as close to God as you can mm. to be, you know, that that's the way I said, God, God is man, you know, and I just feel like my protector, my provider, mm-hmm. my, my friend, you know, the person who I can talk to about anything, a companion that I can travel around the world with somebody, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for companionship. I'm looking for friendship. I'm looking for loyalty. I'm looking for trust. I'm looking for a protect. It may seem like a long list, but really it's just the man who God created them to be all of this stuff. They are protectors. You say they are to be your friend. You are to be my companion. What, what was Adam and Eve? They were companions. Who did that? God put them together because he said man was lonely. So he gave him a companion. So that's what, that's the desire, the companion. I want the, I want to, I want to be, I want to fit the right, in the right chest, if that makes it, the rib. I want to be the right rib for whoever mm-hmm. he is. And and the same, you know, and, and like I say, when I, when I say um my provider, I don't mean in the aspect of being a gold digger. Oh, he got to pay this. He got to do that and everything like that. When I say he makes sure that I'm okay. Providing Mm -hmm. does not just mean money and materialistic things. Okay. He makes sure that I am okay. Someone that caught, did you get to work on time? Did you get to work? Oh, are you stopping? Let me know. Somebody that's just, you know, providing for you, providing care, you know, somebody that's providing friendship. Someone that's provide, making sure everything is safe in the house. That's mm. what the man is to do. The woman makes the house a home. The man protects the home. The woman makes the house a home. Yeah. The man protects the home. I just felt the need to repeat that because so many times we get it mixed up, you know, because even like with, with regards to the trash, you know, for those that grew up with brothers and things like that in the house, you know, the boys, they take out the trash. You see, it was just a thing. They take out the trash because it was like a heavy duty. You know, the girls, we got to wash the dishes. It seemed like it's an inside thing. You see, mm-hmm. so that you, if, if you, if you see the concept in that women make the house a home, the men, um, you know, protects the home, you yeah. know, so even the outside and everything like that. somebody that's just going to really care for me, somebody that's just going to love me as Christ loves the church, tells him to love the church, genuinely loves me with no hidden agendas. Don't love me to the point that you want to take me out, though, when I mean, I mean that I mean, so far as life, I'm not saying that, but oh, yeah. you have to. Myself, I share me. You and all of those that are listening, male and female, you have to make sure, though, that you are a whole, complete individual, not to wait for somebody to come to make you whole, meaning Mm -hmm. that you can't do anything without them. Because my thing is, I still want you to have your space, your life, your time to do you, you know, because that's what make coming together even more special. You know, like um, I'll say just like when you was a child, a baby, a child in the daycare. And when it was time for your mom, your dad and them to pick you up from school or whatever, it was like the hypest time 
It was, oh, you just <laughs> were so excited. My mommy coming, my daddy coming. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And that's the, I got chills just thinking about it. That's the kind of love and missing and coming together that I desire. You see, mm-hmm. that I've worked all day and all you do, I'm looking out the window. Oh, she is, she come. She coming, she coming, she coming. She got, she got, oh, my wife got on my wife. I mean, it's just, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. and I want to feel the same thing. Girl, my husband coming. You know, you want to feel the same thing, you mm-hmm. know? And you can't be so caught up in the exterior. Don't get me wrong. You want the grooming to be nice. You know, you want, you want them to be easy on the eye and things like that. But love deep in here. Love deep in here. Because yeah. Love doesn't see the exterior because the exterior changes. It changes. And the thing about it is you got to know that you really love that person. Because over the years, and that's why a lot of people get divorced. Oh, you got fat. Oh, you this, you that. You know, because the exterior changed. That means that you did not marry me for love. You did not marry me for love. Oh, and I also need somebody to probably help work out with you too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, support. I need support. Yes. Let's, let's be accountable part, accountability partners. Let's work out. Yes. 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 I'll be together. All that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to something you said, um, just in terms of like traditional male, female roles. So this is, I feel I, it's hard. So from my personal experience, I'm like, I definitely feel that heterosexual men are still still, still holding on to those traditional male, female roles. The man takes out the trash. The woman does the dishes and all that stuff. Such. I am the 21st century woman. (laughs) Yes. And I had a talk with one of y'all millennials and was telling me about that. We 50, 50. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I, it's, I I find it hard because I'm like, listen, I know. And I, I know you want to say, I'm like, I can take out the trash too. And you can wash the dishes. We can switch it up and swap it out. I get like, or you could do both. And I could do like, I I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that because I feel that that definitely has been a barrier for me. I'm like, listen, I don't want to be the happy homemaker. And I know that's not what you're saying, but I'm like, that's the feeling that I get or the sentiment. And I'm like, I'm pushing back on that. Right. Right. And, and I and I and I definitely definitely say no because even myself and when I mention those things about the woman making the, the house a home and the man caring for the outside and things like that I'm because trust me I know I'm not no sit down person and I'm you know and everything like that I know that you yes. know but one thing I I do feel this here is that when you do come together and like I said things will change you can go into it you know the question is this here. And that's why you say I'm marrying my friend. Cause what do friends do? Girl, you better get that. You know, that's friends. Okay. But then I need my protector to step up. You see? So it's okay. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm not against anybody that has that, you know, we go on 50, 50, or we, um, you know, we do this, yeah. you do that because I'm working a full-time job just like you are. So therefore, why should I have to come home and do all the cooking and things like that? But the thing about it is that's something that talks through the relationship. That's when you talk through things, but you know what you want. 
Hmm. You know what you want. And the thing about it is, and what I hear too, I hear all that strongness in millennials. They have that strong, y'all just strong. Y'all just, <laughs> and, and, and don't get me wrong when I, I'm not saying that my generation or the generation before me were weak. We weren't, we weren't weak and I'm not weak, but it's just that because of um, upbringing and things like that, I think that we have a lot of tradition, whereas mm-hmm. the millennials don't have as many tradition because grandmom and them got younger. And as grandmom and them got younger, a lot of stuff went out the window. So that's, that's what I hear. And like I said, it's okay. But at the same time, allow that man to be the man. Because so many times we as women with our dominating personality, we look like we wearing the pants too. And it should never be seen that way. Mm-hmm. It should ne- and I know you've probably seen it be like, dang, who running their house? You know, <laughs> I know you've seen it. We've all seen it. So it's one of those things when you sit back and you say, well, I want to be like that. You know, like I'm all hard and everything like that. Which one is the orange? Which one is the apple? Yeah. Y'all both can't be an orange. Y'all both can't be an apple. I mean, you can be mixed, you know, join it together. Because if you really think about it, God created man and we are from man. But it's just that when God created us, what happened was when Adam woke up, he was like, whoa. So that's where the whoa man came from because he behold all that beauty and everything. So with all of that wellness, he was like, oh, I got to take care of her. You see? Yes. So that's where one man came from. Uh, Adam woke up and saw her beside him. And he said, whoa. And that's where one man came from. But <laughs> we have all of those things because we are nurturers. Women are nurturers by nature. Women are nurturers yeah. you know, by nature. So I know there's a whole lot of mix up and things like that, because, you know, things have changed so much, so much diversity. There's so much diversity. Yeah. So much diversity. But I tell anybody, love comes from the heart, not from this exterior, not from the exterior. You want to be able to rest your eyes on the person, but Mm. don't be so consumed with the exterior that you miss the interior. Mm. Think about that. When you think about an interior decorator, an interior decorator creates something that nobody else has. You see what I'm saying? So when you think about the interior, you'd be like, all that on the inside of of him, don't nobody got that. I got the special. That's what you got to think about when you're looking at him. And when you see the outside of him, if that inside is beautiful, it's going to glow on the outside. I've seen some people that, you know, not too easy on the eye, but because their inside was just so beautiful. Right. It was like, they're beautiful. And I know a lot of people see some people and you'd be like, "Hmm, how they get together? You know what it was? It was in here. Hmm. They didn't look at all of that. They was like in here. Cause you know, the movie I could talk about, um, just right with Queen Latifah and, um, yeah. That, that's, that's, if you, that's a great example. Great example. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He looked at her. He was attracted to her at first. You see what I'm saying? But because of his environment, 
caused him to look the other way. But it took for him to go through something to realize that he needed that interior, not mm. that exterior. So that was good. I'm yep. going to have to go watch that movie again. I haven't seen it in a minute, but I'm like, I need to look at it through that lens. <laughs> Girl, there's so much detail in that. So yeah. much detail in it. So yeah. much detail. Because with her, she was um more like the guys would say, she's, um she oh, she, she like a dude, you know, she was tired of being the dude. You know, yeah. she wanted a boyfriend too. But because she was so, so, um, independent and everything like that you know she was doing her own thing you know she was doing her own thing so they right. saw her as one of the fellas as one of the fellas but she had so much to offer inside right she didn't go for the glamour on the outside you know but she was so beautiful inside yeah inside okay um, y'all, we, maybe we should have a viewing party, but <laughs> yes. that's right. Think, yes. That's right. Queen Latifah comment. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. <clears throat> so what do you think then is the disconnect that black men and black women have that they are not able to come together? Cause I, I can't imagine that all black women are materialistic or looking for the exterior. There have to be black women who are looking for the interior but still haven't found their husband or partner and vice versa with a man. What do you think is the disconnect there? Hmm. <clears throat> I think society has caused the disconnect. Really? And when I say society, because society, but I'm seeing that change because of the demographics and with so much race, racism and things like that, that have hit the surface. I'm seeing that change because there was a time, you know, and my complexion would never get looked at from my black brother. Mm hmm. But now it's almost like my color is in style now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's sad to say, yeah. you know, our color is now in style now. It's the popular thing. You right. know, everybody wants to, a black girl. Everybody wants a chocolate girl. Even my brothers of the other persuasion, they want a chocolate girl. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, um, the demographics and the change and everything like that just, you know, it's just been so much upside down with it. So much upside down because the men, you know, society told them you need a trophy piece. You know, you need, you need somebody that's going to sit back and be quiet and, you know, and everything like that, you know, because what I've heard from a lot of um, black guys and stuff, it was like, our, you know, our mouth's too big. We so yeah. opinionated. You know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, you know, why don't you, why can't you just sit back, you know, things of that nature, you know, it's just that because we are so nurtured because we have not only nurtured our children, but we've had to nurture their children. They don't know about the nurturing that we as black, I know I'm getting kind of off, kind of skirt, but the nurturing mm -hmm. that we as black women know. And regardless to you, you being a millennium and me being a um, baby boomer, the thing about it is you still have the genes. 
you still have the genes. And the thing about it is you still have the history. If you allow yourself to be educated on the history. So some of us do not allow ourselves to be educated on the history of the real true nurturing, the real true love, the real true companion, the real true love, the real true woman that's going to make them even better hmm. because of educa lacking education, lacking education. Oh, it's all about money. If I give her money, it'll make her happy. If I give her money, it'll make her happy. You see? Yeah. Not, not realizing that it's not just about money. Nobody wants your money. I just want you to mm. show me and be you. But they figure they have to pay you to keep you. They have to buy you to keep you. They have to take you out to keep you. And that's not necessarily it. They have a lot, and, and you know, and, and like I say, you know, it's not making an excuse, but they had no fathers. All they saw were the mothers. And then for some who saw the mothers, the mothers wasn't even mothers. So what they was left to do is to look and see by, by examples. Hmm. And depending on the environment that they come from, that's the example that they know. Do you think that, yeah, do you think that women have also fed into that example? Like, cause there was, a, I mean, we could talk to, we could interview or take a poll of men, black men, all men, and just say like, oh, does the woman need X, Y, and Z? Does she want X, Y, and Z? And they, you know, majority of them might say, yeah, she wants to be taken out and she wants this and she wants that. Do you think we fed into that and allowed them to yes, get yes. about it? Yes, I think I think we do to agree to a degree, but at the same time, a lot of men, and this is all men, it doesn't mean black, white, and you know, it doesn't mean that. All men, because of exposure. Exposure. If you expose yourself to this group of women or group of men or whomever, this is what I'm exposed to. It's just hmm. like sitting in a classroom. If I'm in a math class, why am I? Why is the teacher writing English on the board? I'm gonna gravitate to the math because this is what I need. You see what I'm saying? So, with that perspective and that perspective and um, everything like that, it's all about what you center yourself around. They even have these different websites. If you want to meet a rich man, you know you can go on this website. Site, you yeah. know, and they match you up according to, you know, what you have and things like that. And, you know, things of that nature, even like, you know, in the um, in the um, entertainment world. You see, entertainers marry entertainers, mm -hmm. but not the baby boomers. How do uh, how what are your recommendations or your thoughts um, around people connecting? Because, again, when you are out and about, make sure you allow yourself to be seen. You don't, you know, not looking for any negative attention, but just like, hey there, I'm here, you're here, making myself known, dating sites. How do you think people should be connecting or how can they connect? Because I, I said this before um, on an interview last week, I was like, I live in a major city like Brooklyn, New York. If right. we were our own city, we're a borough of New York City folks, but if we were our own city, we would be the third largest city 
in America if we weren't part of uh, New York City as a whole. And so even in this major metropolis, I find it hard to meet people walking yeah. down the street, on the subway, going to the theater. And I'm talking pre-pandemic stuff. Okay. Yes. Well, you know, um, and I think, you know, another thing, because I me, I say um, with, with your friends, what is their demographics like? You see what I'm saying? Because that's a good ab- outlet. You know, friends have friends. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and it seemed like, you know, and I always said that, I said, now, if they all know that I'm single and they got these friends of this, that, and the other, you know, is they, they no good? You know, it's like, <laughs> they ain't not on no good. <laughs> you know, that that's my, I'm like, well, your friend circle, I thought you had, you know, and you, it makes you reevaluate things because I have married friends. Right. And I'm like, it seemed like they would have tried to hook me up with um, one of they, all their friends ain't married. But then you do have this marriage psych circle thing because I know it was said, um, you know, I don't want to put nobody on out there, but um, when you get, it was said, when you get married, you shouldn't have no affiliation with single people. No. I said, but you, we were friends. Be- and, 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 and I think um, for this group, they gravitated to that hmm. because some of them were my friends, you know? So, and I understand you're going to have your married things and you're going to have different sectors. And right. things, but a friend is a friend, whether yeah. you're married or not. And if anything, you should more so want your friend to be married because you're married. So you come together and it seemed like, you know, to me, you should be, well, is such and such single? Well, let's try to, you know, nah, he a dog. So is it, you know, <laughs> it's it, it just that part of it. I said, okay, so that kind of throw, that's another piece that throws out the boat. Hmm. See? Yeah. That's another one. Because you have friends that have friends that are single, but why wouldn't they meet you to introduce introduce them to me, to you? Why? Yeah. You know, have that, that's, that's another podcaster. that's another one that's one for you you're dating and your friend is still single have you ever tried to you know what I'm saying yeah and why not and the answer that I've gotten for the most part is because you know oh he ain't no good you know oh they ain't this oh she that so wow wow so that close is that yeah I'm thinking that's okay so are they I'm wondering are they saying he's no good or she's no good just about that person? Or is that he or she is no good for you? Or are they, I'm, 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 you may not have this answer, but I'm just thinking out loud, like, is it no good in general? And then how, how, do you have no good, do you only have no good sing, single friends? <laughs> right. That, and that's, that's what I'm saying for yeah. these people. Because when I think in my friend circle and things like that, I'm always looking if I see somebody, oh, such and such would be good with that one. Oh, such, you know, that's me. That's Hmm. me. Look, I've even been. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Even though you're in another state. (laughs) Send it my way. That was only a minute. Yeah. I got TSA (laughs) pre-check. Yes, yes, yes. So do you think. Look, I'm getting ready to ask you a question. Oh gosh, I'm <laughs> asking a question. You go right on ahead. No, 
So what what about age? Is that on your question thing? You know, age is, I haven't talked about age yet with uh, anyone else just yet. So I know that personally speaking, I've been told that I should probably open myself up to older ages because I have a mature soul, a mature spirit. I have also been told by you that I should open it up to lower ages as well. What are you, you share your thoughts on age. What are well, you, who are you, what are your age ranges? Well, my age range is five and five. But if you want to go, if you go 10, don't go 10 down, go 10 up. <laughs> so, five and five. But if you go up, you go up in age, don't go down. So five years older, five years younger. If you want to yes. go to 10, go 10 years older, but not younger. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And my reason for that is because there's a whole lot of young guys that have their stuff together. Hmm. And I know them. I mean, I am so proud of them. You know, I've even nurtured them, you know, and things like that, you know, you know, and things like that. But they have themselves together. Yeah. They're homeowners. They're entrepreneurs. They are really doing their thing. And then on the flip side, I know of some older men that ain't nothing but a scrub, just want to sit on the couch. Hmm. They, they still living, you know, living with their mama. And I'm not saying anything wrong with that at all. Because even that right there, if you meet a guy and he lived with his mother, there is nothing wrong with that. As long as he is working and doing things productive. Because that is a wise man. Because then the reason why I say that can be a wise thing is this here. Because why would you take your money outside of the house when you can leave your money inside of the house? So when you do meet your um, Ruth, you can build. And you should have big bank. Big bank. So it's not a bad thing. But if you want to move out, it's fine too. Because you know you want that independence. And then also you want to have that your own kind of space, so to speak. So there's nothing wrong with that. But Mm -hmm. I still say to us as single women, because a lot of women like, he live at home. I ain't dating him. He live at home. You better check that man before you Mm -hmm. start talking about he live at home. Because his bank account might be sitting way up there, you know, where he just waiting for that right woman to come by. And all he got to do is say, write the check and the house is yours. Mm. So you got to really think, is this a wise man that's living at home? I, I, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it, y'all. Um, we judge the book by the cover. We judge the book by what's on, I don't want to say paper, but we're judging it by the cover as opposed to actually reading the book and seeing what the book is about. Yes. So um, as we wrap up here, I want to ask a couple of um, final questions. And one of them is, so as a 57-year-old woman, do you feel the pressure or have you felt the pressure to be married? Excuse me. Um, uh, I do. But now it's at the point that... um, because of the, um, my circle has somewhat changed. And when I say that, you know, as you get older and things like that, your circle kind of gets smaller, you mm-hmm. know? 
And um, it's like a lot of um, people thought that I was married. And um, because of my person, they said, you know, they figure you ain't got no husband. You ain't never been married. And I'm like, wow, well, you know, you ain't never meet me to nobody. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but as far as with the pressure of being married and everything like that, I don't get the pressure at my age, but um, I have gotten the pressure at your age and, you know, younger. And it was like everybody, because it's from why you ain't married to why you ain't got kids and the whole mm -hmm. nine. So I've had all of that spilled and it's a lot of pressure. And when that pressure is put on you and things like that, it's almost like, you know, you make your clock tick faster because of the pressure. Your, you, you got it ticking faster. And I'm like, slow down. You got time. Hmm. You can still have a baby at 35. You got time. Yes, you can. You know, my mother had her last baby at what? 45, 45, 46, 47. Yes. Yeah. She was that old when she had a baby, you know? So that's why I say, don't let anybody rush your time clock for you. You do the things that you need to do to position yourself and prepare yourself to be a wife. Because what I have to ask a lot of single women is, are you preparing yourself to be a wife? Are you willing to give up your selfishness? Because a lot of females are selfish. I come home, I ain't got to, you know, that's selfish. <laughs> mm -hmm. You see, it's a yes. lot of things come with it. And especially when you've been single so, you know, for a minute, you know, because yeah. you ain't been single long. I've been single long. But when you've been single and you're independent to take your space and have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you might like the dresser over there and I always put my teeth, why did he move that? Why did he move that? Hmm. You know, oh, I wish I wouldn't have got married. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be, you gotta really be sure and preparing yourself to be a wife. You got to start making space in here, mainly in here, mm. because you're so used to you, 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 you you. And it doesn't mean that you're not a caring person or a loving person or a compassionate person, but it's been you so long. You know, all I had to do was care about me. I got me some clean underwear. Now I got the, I got the, are you willing to join those draws together? <laughs> <laughs> join your draws, y'all. Put them draws together in that wall. Yes. <laughs> that is definitely a word and I yeah I often stop and ask myself like Lord if you sent me a husband today am I ready for a husband um and I've also started asking myself am I just ready for a boyfriend because I you say I haven't been single long and I, un I understand you've been single longer right I, I haven't been single long but when I think of, I'm like, I've been single for most of my adult life. And so I'm just like, am I ready for a boyfriend? Am I actually ready? Is it because I'm not ready that I haven't received one or a, a, a relationship that is long-term? Um, so yeah, that's a question that we all have to, and men, you need to ask yourselves that question too. Not yes, definitely. Me. Because a lot of men, they need to ask themselves that question. Are you looking for a mama? 
Mm. Because some of them are looking for a mama. And when I say that, you know, cook, could you cook me this? Because, you know, men are the biggest babies when they get sick or anything. If they get a scratch, you know, they're the biggest babies, you know. But men, are you ready? Are you really ready to bring this? This is the last piece you going to have. Ain't no others. Ain't no other boobs coming your way. Hmm. These are the only boobs right here. Do you think you might want this kind of boob? I'm, you know, and the thing about it is, I feel like this here, you know, to each his own, whatever, you know, sparks someone else's marriage and things like that. Because, you know, I believe that you should do creative things. But if I got to always come out and you want me to always put on that blonde wig, that's kind of like, you you must be really one of blonde. You see? <laughs> You're like, girl, put on the blonde wig. Yeah, put on the blonde. Wait a minute, the black hair ain't doing nothing you. You know, so you got to really think you got to It's so much to marriage. It is so, so much to marriage. Are you willing to cook dinner? You know, are you willing? Are you, are you willing to make up your bed every morning? Are you willing to wash the dishes every day? When you single, you're going to have to give up a lot of that. I got so much. To, I just did a big cleanup. You know why? Because I'm cleaning out for him. Mm. I'm cleaning out for him. Yeah. Because with all this stuff that I have, you know, there's no, there was no space. Hmm. So I had to clean out. And that's like really materialistic, material things. Looking in your closet, you know, not saying that that'll be the place that you'll be living. But when you look in your closet, you say, is there any room in here for him? Mm. Even in your heart, make space, make space in your mind. You know, you got to make space because for, for a lot of us single women, our space is too crowded. Oof. Our space is too crowded. Ooh. <laughs> our Ooh. space is too crowded. So make space. Make space. I'm going to let that sit for some of y'all because it's going to sit for me. Our space is too crowded. Our space is too crowded. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thinking about the journey this conversation has taken, you know, we talked about independence and letting him know that he's needed, not necessarily that you can't do it for yourself, but that he's needed and then making space. That's, that's part of making space for him. Yes. And letting him know. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, final question. What would you say to the people out in the world is a misconception about Black women that you would love to clear up? Black women are the nurturers. We are the mothers of your children. We are the mothers of of all nature. Black women are strong because of their ancestors. Black women are strong because of their makeup. Black women are strong because they had to hold things together for so long. Yes. A Black woman is the woman, when you see a man, 
standing up tall, trust and believe behind him is a strong black woman that's holding him up. Mm. If you look back over generations and over years, black women was forever holding up the black man. I want to say thank you so much to my Aunt Lisha. Thank you for coming on and for sharing all of your wisdom. Thank you all for listening and watching. I'm just so grateful for that you just imparted so much great just thoughts, opinions, insight, wisdom, pearls, all of it on us today. I'm sure that people can walk away with something um, that they can then ask themselves questions. I know I'm asking myself the question, is there space? Is there space? Is there space? <laughs> that um, is the key right there. If I haven't said nothing on this podcast today, that I want to definitely reiterate, is there space? Hmm. That's it, y'all. Is there space? That's it. Thank you so much, Aunt Lisha. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to both India and my Aunt Lisha. Aunt Lisha, I forgot to ask you, where can people find you if they wanted to? So um, I will tell y'all her Instagram is Jersey Girly, I believe. It's Jersey Girly. And um, if her page is private, you can always DM me on Surviving America Podcast and I will make the love connection. <laughs> Listen. Proverbs 31.8 says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>